Oh, hello, folks. Welcome to the Jock and Jerdo show. It's Jay Clark here, Captain of Collingwood, Scotty Pendlebury, and hello to you, Braden Cox, our producer extraordinaire. A, uh, another week of footy, and it's fair to say it has been an absolute massive one. Um, but we want to talk to you first, Scotty, as you head up to uh, Brisbane uh, to take on the Lions at the Gabba. Um, we want to talk about what happens on the road because... Travel etiquette. Travel etiquette, exactly. Now, I, before we uh, went to air, I saw you complaining uh, or talking about Darcy Moore, who, who wanted a lift, but um, you seem to be unwilling to give him one. So can you explain <laughs> what's happening there, please? No, so... It's, I don't know, it's sort of just brought up in how it works. You yep. know, the first time you travel on the road, um, it's like, you know, try and jump in with a senior player or something because, you know, in your first or second year, you don't want to be forking out money, unnecessary money for petrol. So, <laughs> so is um, it so is it enc- probably in that boat. Is it incumbent so, upon the senior players to give the younger yeah, players so a lift? Like yeah. where I'm heading off this afternoon, so I've got baby seat. Yeah. So it narrows me down to four that I can take. So yes. Mason Cox, Darcy Moore, Josh Thomas. Yes. So is, right that no- is that normal? No, no. Nah, nah. So that's just the crew. We're going over um, an afternoon early. Yep. So we're head over. So all those boys asked me today, Do you want, can I jump in? No worries at all. Um, meet at the footy club at 2.30. So that yep. way everyone's car's here. Yes. So when, on the way home, I can drop everyone just back here instead of having to drop everyone else off. Yeah, you don't want to be caught doing yeah, that. Yeah, I don't want to. I'm not an Uber driver. <laughs> Sorry, Josh. Josh Thomas. <laughs> you know, he, hey, made a living for him for a while. But... Um, <laughs> I don't, yeah, so I'm, it's make, it makes it easy for everyone. And then yes. usually yes. the etiquette also is that if I'm driving, mm. one of the guys will be like, all right, who wants coffees? And he gets coffees for everyone in the car. Yes. So you head to the airport. Yeah, standard practice. That's fair. And then, so, but I've never taken Darcy before. Yes. And bit of princess behavior. Right. He's texted me and said, what time will you be picking me out from my house? Yes. And I said, well, You'll be 2.30 at the football club. Otherwise, the vessel will be leaving without you. (laughs) Um, And then he's tried to plead his case. He's thrown out the good skipper you are. So, look, if he's here today, we're talking two hours' time. If he's here two hours' time, he'll be coming with me. And if he's not, he'll be getting an Uber to the airport. (laughs) Um, Because you don't want to be caught picking up everyone from all the different locations. I wouldn't have thought. No. No. And, and I won't be either. And I'll you, be staunch on this. I will not be <laughs> picking him up from his house. And so does Darcy not normally sort of – is he a bit renowned for not wanting to go out of his way on on this sort of front or oh, – He's a high-maintenance guy. High-maintenance guy. Yeah, but, you know, it's one of his strengths as a person, I suppose. So. <laughs> yeah, but look, you know, he'll, we'll see. So I'm, t- I'm tipping – no, it's probably going to cost you 12, 13 bucks in unleaded fuel to get out there. So he'll be uh, he'll be here. Um, and you always drive. Why do you, why are you always drive? No, no, taking turns. So, okay. um, but yeah, because uh, I'm the more senior player of the lot. Yep. Um, and probably most players now that I am. So yep. yeah, I'll, I'll usually drive. Okay. Uh, we went to Adelaide. Yep. I drove over there. I think it was me, Reedy, Langers, Coxie again. So you have to remind Reedy that he's got to buy the coffees and yep. you've got to remind him. Probably three or four times throughout the day. Is that right? He's a little bit tight. Tight ass. Really. Yeah, I haven't seen his wallet too many times. He signed a big contract a few years ago. Signed it. Yeah, he barely played for three of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so why are you going over a day early? What's the point in that? Because yeah, you've so got the option yeah, to go tomorrow. Yeah, so a lot of guys um, tend to travel. I suppose it started with the Perth trips. You go over two days early. Then the day before, you can sort of just, I don't know, chill out. There's no travel the day before you play. Yeah. Because um, it's quite a long day traveling. So if we were to travel tomorrow, um, you know, you've got to be at the airport by 10, so you're sitting around for an hour before that. Then yeah. you're on the plane for two hours. Yeah. Probably sitting again for another hour. Then you get there, probably Not have some lunch, and then you're straight to training, and then yep. you're sitting again. So, yeah, I just prefer to get over there tonight, 
um, go for a walk and just chill out tomorrow. So and then wait for the guys to get there and. I don't do anything special, but I just like to get over there a night earlier. So, will you watch the footy tonight? Yeah, I watch the footy. We get, I think, we get into Brisbane tonight at like seven, seven o'clock. So I'll get in, head straight to the hotel. Um, yeah, sit back and watch the Cats vs Giants. What are the rules around the buffet? Now, it's sort of this. Um, I'm not sure if it's myth or it's fact or, or legend in footy, but it, do the coaches keep a close eye on the buffet? Are they always, you know, there's this this thing that um, this belief that players overeat at the buffet on the road, and that's impacts their chances. Oh, there's not what a, are the buffet yeah, rules? The, there is no rules. It's the buffet's there and it's up to your own discretion of how hard you go. So the yes. most challenging thing I think for players and yes. certainly happened to me many of times is you only eat three times on the road because you've got yep. breakfast, lunch, dinner. Yep. Um, and then say game day, it's breakfast, lunch, pre-game snack type thing. And yep. a lot of guys eat five or six times a day. So right. they're not used to having like Just that. food so on. What we've done is like we've actually got like sort of a food bar that's open all the time. Yep. So you don't have to think oh, at lunchtime I'm not eating again until dinner. So I've got to load up. So um, it's always funny watching a first-year guy go who usually has one plate of pasta and then because it's never-ending, he has three and <laughs> weighs in three kilos heavier. And we actually go on – so we're on the road as well, us uh, guys in the media team. And so we do all of the uh, – none of the work and get all of the carbs because everything's – pasta and like yeah we always laugh all the stuff it's not just players that get caught up in this all the stuff because players we train we burn it off we play blah 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 but the staff the coaching staff as good as they think they are yeah like (laughs) i don't think the coaching staff need two plates of pasta the night before a game i think the other thing is well as well as a rookie when i first got in there you start off and you're like oh like burritos that's nice i'll get some of them and then you you get in your pasta bake and you get around so Everything's good, so by the time you get to the end, you've, your plate is stacked so high. Yeah, well, um, the, night, the night before a game, to give people like an understanding, because it's not just like pasta and meat sauce. It's, it might be like spaghetti penne, and then like a Napoli sauce, a meat sauce, and it's like white rice, brown rice, salmon, grilled salmon, grilled chicken, veggies, potato. So there's like probably potentially like eight different meal options because so many guys eat different things. Mm. And then as Coco is saying, what happens is a lot of people go, well, I'll have a little bit of the risotto <laughs> and then I'll duck back later for a little bit of the pasta and then I'll finish with a bit of this. And by the time they've eaten that, out comes the apple crumble oh, and the yeah, ice cream and everyone just has a bit cream. of a double. And then really fine, once people give up, they just give up and they let loose. <laughs> Marcus Wagner at this football club, hopeless. <laughs> He's the assistant uh, footy manager. So who are the players of, of uh, fallen foul this before? Who, who do you have to keep an eye on? Who, who sort of... Um... Oh, I think everyone. When you first travel, it's yep. always like a trap. You, you fall into it because it's just, yeah, as I said, there's food there, it's good food, yep. so you just tend to overeat. So yep. yeah, you just got to learn your lesson. And um, Yeah, there's, don't worry, there's a few, like Mason Cox, I think, what he just generally eats in a day, the amount he consumes is extraordinary. Yeah. And what, what, so what's your preferred? Um, You'd be fastidious. Like, do you weigh it? You know, no, nah, do I don't you weigh like... it, but I just, yeah, I've eaten enough pregame meals to know when enough's enough. And yeah, I'm not too bad. Um, what do you do? Uh, or what, 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 uh, what do other guys get up to on the road? So what, if you're watching the footy, you like yeah, watching so the I'll footy. Yeah, so I'll watch the footy tonight. Um, I'm sure someone will take a PlayStation. So there'll be guys playing PlayStation in another room. Yeah. Fortnite seems to be the one that everyone's playing at the moment. Right. Um, d- d- I don't know. Some guys take like uni work and study. Yep. Uh, I know last time we were in Adelaide, uh, I went over early. Tommy Langdon as well. So the next day we caught up, he was doing some uni. I was knocking off level two coaching course. Yep. Um, guys go out, catch up with people they might know, family, friends, grab a coffee. I know the weather's supposed to be all right. Might catch some rays tomorrow morning before the boys get up. 
what a Brody and Darcy get up to. They're always got their alternative. Uh, no, no, no. They're. Um, what would they do? They're probably both guys doing uni, so they'd probably study. Yep. Um, everyone's always pretty eager in the morning to get out and try and find a good coffee spot and analyse that to death. So um, we do that. But yeah, there's a lot of there is a lot of idle time where you're sitting around, sort of cruising, and everyone sort of hangs around the lunchroom because everyone's there. You talk, and everyone has their own room. So um, yeah, it's 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 sort of it's good on the road, but it's also like it's like I've been to some with football. I've been to some magic places in the world but a lot of the time you just see the hotel and the football ground yeah yeah so like i've in brisbane i've been to brisbane i don't know 15 20 times now yeah i've never left the hotel slash coffee shop or football ground like i've never seen something is that right yeah how do you find the time before a game like i know nick rewalt used to hate playing at night because he would just feel anxious then for the 12 hours beforehand where yeah. how do you go with that yeah, big lot of time where you're doing not much. Yeah, preference preference is always to play like the one ten slide or the two thirty three twenty because you just wake up, have a coffee, some brekkie, chill, and then you're there. But yeah. Um, yeah, I don't mind night games. I'm not a big stressor before a game about footy or how I'm going to go because I don't know. There's no point in it. Like you'll find out once you get there, won't you? So um, yeah, I, I don't mind too much. You know, if there's NBA on, it's shit once the NBA season finishes because there's not <laughs> much on TV. But um, yeah, I'm not too too bad. I know, but I, as you said, like with Rui, he was a bit nervous. Some guys do hate it. Like they just sit around all day, just sort of itching to get there. So yeah. I've, so what do you do with those guys? Um, what's your What's your advice to them? If it's oh, a, I think yeah, my advice to those guys that just like try and find some things that you want to do, like watch a movie, read a book, mm-hmm. um, distract or, yourself. Yeah, have a, have a sleep during the day. Um, yeah, because I try and turn night games into day games. If that makes any sense. So I have a sleep at like two o'clock. Mm-hmm. So then I pretend that's, you know, the morning you wake up and you yeah. treat it. So then I'll have like some breakfast, breakfast. type food at like 3.30 in the afternoon and then head to the game for a 7.50 start. So it's just how I like to do it. And that means the morning I just do what I want. You know, yeah. like I'm not thinking. That's your like, Scott yeah, time. Yeah, it's a bit of Scott time. <laughs> what, yeah. do, what do you get up to, Jay, when you're on the road? So what, you go down to Geelong, you have a have a big one tonight, you get away from the family, yeah, stretch hey, the what legs? Talk, what is happening tonight? So Geelong, what yeah. time, how long does it take the car trip to get down there? Well, um, yeah, um, the car, on right? the boundary for Triple M and uh, quite extraordinarily, Scott, we're catching a helicopter from Crown um, down to, to Geelong. To Geelong, catching yep. a helicopter. Yep, so I'm not sure how long that's going to take. What is it? Must be 20 or 30 minutes and that's to avoid the two and a half hour or two hour uh, car journey. Uh, because an hour. I've tried it on a Friday yeah, yeah, it, yeah, is, it can be a nightmare yeah, yeah. but uh, look I'm not unhappy about it Scott I'm quite happy with oh, it I can tell <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite happy with it uh, the boys uh, the boys will certainly have a bit of fun it's cold down there uh, I've got the big black jacket, mate. Yeah. So it will be freezing. We'll be sitting on the uh, on the boundary, but it should be uh, a lot of fun. So you um, get there. So you get there. What two hours before the bounce? Yeah. So ours, we start at. We're on air from six. Six. So you start. Yeah. Are you in the box at six? Yep. And we're then you do the pre-game. Yep. And then when do you have to head down to boundary? Oh, like uh, half an hour before the bounce. Like you know, sort of watch uh, warm-ups. What, what do you do the- while you're watching that? Well, remember that game? It was at the MCG versus Brisbane. Yeah, I got hit in the leg with footy. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I remember I was sitting on the fence and you like went under the race and I'm trying to yell out to you like, yeah, yeah. What's, the, uh, what's the matter, mate? And you had like five injuries throughout throughout the game. So I guess you're just watching yeah, yeah, yeah. that sort of stuff. Who's, last minute. Yeah, who might be playing, for, like might be unusually having shots at goal, so they oh, might be yeah, playing for. Yeah, yeah. yeah, or yeah. watching the um, stoppage setups to yeah. see who What do you do at halftime? Uh, I usually grab a uh, couple of party pies you or the, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so do you blank. get to go back up to the box at all once you head down to the boundary you go about half time and then I would host 
um, with the two special comments guys, Nathan Brown and Chris Judd, a discussion about what you just saw in the first half and what has to change. And then you head back down. And then head back down. And then yeah. do, after the game, do you head back up and wrap up? We go on the um, team song. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah, team yeah. song, which I got wet um, after last weekend. The boys covered me in Powerade, the Bulldogs. Yeah. And then grabbed someone for a player interview. And you guys are always really enthused about that. Yeah, yeah. And then um, that's it. And we wrap it up, give some votes, and that's it. And then he's driving back or chop it back? Because the traffic wouldn't be too yeah, bad coming I think we've got a catered minivan on the way home. Back okay. up to Melbourne tonight. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, a couple of, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Couple Beverages. of beers. Yeah. Do you allow yourself a glass of wine after a game, Scotty? Oh, depends. Rarely. Oh, sometimes, yeah, sometimes I will. Depends how I feel when I get home. Does it help you fall asleep? What time will you otherwise be awake till? Oh, if I play a night game, three in the morning, sit there, sort of. So I, just sta- I actually just stay up and watch TV and basketball, have a bit of food or something, just, I don't know, try and unwind and relax. So yeah. I, I struggle. If I get home and try and go straight to bed, I can't because no, I need to. Me neither. I think anyone, like if you're anywhere, you get home, you need to actually chill out for a little bit first. Yeah. So I do that and then just, yeah, then I try and go to bed. The worst is when you wake up the next day. You yeah. feel so hungover. Three hours sleep. Oh, and you just, yeah, I feel hungover. So I often just try and keep the door shut and tell Alex to keep it down. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens there? Do you have to do, uh, is it mandated recovery? Like, yeah, do you have so to be the, at the oh, club No, or? so the next day after the game is like injury report. So, yeah. you know, we might. Um, you ring, ring in the physio report in or come in whatever you need to do so yep. um, if I was woke up the next day and I was concerned I would definitely come in straight away yep. and see physio yep. um, obviously down uh, Mornington Way now so I'll just head down to the beach down there and, yep. and have a swim go for a walk and yep. just relax um, how did you feel you're an old man now 30 years old how did you go 30 th- yeah three games in 11 days how did you handle that well I've only played two I've got a third coming up in 11 days. That's what I meant. Or have I played three already? No, no, I thought you played three. Because you played the week, Friday night, and then you played... That's uh, nine to Sunday. Friday, then you played Anzac Day, then you yeah. played Sunday. Oh, so the last three, how have I you, coped? You've played three games in 11 days, yeah. Yeah. I hit my top speed running Did against you? Richmond. So the ever? Old, well, not okay ever, now. but this year. So yeah. the, the what old was that? body's holding up. What was that? No, I can't tell you. <laughs> I can't tell you that. You but it's, it's, it was north of 30. Do you reckon I could beat you? In, no, do you reckon no I could chance. beat you in a sprint over no 20 chance. metres? No Papa, do you reckon I could beat you in a sprint oh over 20 metres? No can chance. we please do that? It would no, be no. funny either way. No, we have sore to do generally. That. Yeah, we can do it, but I'm sore generally until game day. I can just so see you like two just sprinting Who across the field. I'd win comfortably. Oh would you? Yeah. Maybe I've been watching you play footy for a while. Jay Z, maybe you've got the you've got the burst speed. I reckon he, he could he he could make it all the way across the over. Like, yeah, he'd drop yeah, out halfway. Yeah. You'd probably got um, me over covered over two cars. No, nah, but in terms of recovery, it was oh, I'm I'm fine. So you change the subject pretty quickly. <laughs> oh, well, sort of. You just you bat that away. Like I know that I've got that. Oh. So I don't, I'm not going to concern myself with that. I got you in the twenty minutes sprint and the free throw competition. Yeah, but we nah, fine. I've I, Anzac Day. I pulled up really well after. Yeah. So I knew I was going to be fine for. Richmond, so yeah. um, a little bit sore after Richmond, um, more just sort of that neural fatigue, you know, where you feel, you probably don't know what I'm talking about, but that <laughs> neural fatigue where you're just really sore. Um, it's almost like go do two weight sessions and a run in one day, the next day you're yeah. just pretty sore and, and tired. So yeah, but, and then yeah, for, for Brisbane, ready to go. Um, yeah, feeling good. Has it, we've had, what now, since we played six days, seven, oh, five or six days now. So it's, yeah, it feels good to have just a week prep like normal. Um, you got uh, Brisbane this week, of course. I wrote the match report for the Herald Sun um, and received a Richmond. lot of... 
Uh, Richmond match report. Yeah, yeah the yeah. Richmond-Collingwood uh, game. And i got a lot of criticism for Richmond fans. Um, yeah. Thank you for all that. I'm on my Twitter account. It's about just feedback. It's feedback, feedback. not criticism. Yeah, well, const- yeah, constructive It's got to uh, be constructive. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be constructive. I made the point that while Richmond got the points, I thought Collingwood could take away equal, if Lessons. not more, yeah, yeah, away from this win because I thought that your game style – Stood up very well for, for three quarters. And yeah. with two men, three men down on the bench, Maynard rolled ankle. Yeah. I thought it was a real step forward for your footy club. But I got some, some feedback from the Richmond faithful who thought I was uh, being a, a Collingwood supporter and have a Collingwood duffel coat on. You tell me, how much did you get out of it? Yeah, I think, um, I think any time you come up against the last year's Premier, especially the form they're in, you want to you wanna be able to test yourself and walk off thinking it's, it's stacked up. And I yeah. think... Um, I didn't read your article, but yeah, I. What a I, surprise! <laughs> sorry, mate, but yeah, I walked off the ground thinking disappointed that we let it slip because um, I thought there were some positions that we put ourselves in where we could have got over the top of them. Yep. Um, but also walked away too, like knowing that we've got a fair bit of work to do. To it's one thing to match a side like that, yep. but then you've actually it's another level you've got to get to to try and beat them. And yeah, um, you know, it was eighteen points until like ten minutes to go, and then we had that one in the goal square where Joshy Thomas. Um, Tom Phillips fell over. Tom Phillips. Tom sorry. Phillips, and then Cochin banged into his knee, and then um, yeah, with ten minutes to go though, they then put their foot down and just went, I think six unanswered goals. So we looked at that last ten minutes and how we can rectify that because you know while we felt like we were close, you look at the end of the day it was a seven goal loss. So yep. yeah, we definitely take lessons. It's like everywhere you take lessons, but yeah, it was I walked off the ground thinking that you know we're in a good space. If we can replicate this footy more often than not, I think we'll, we'll be okay. I thought you play now, or it is more clear to the outside observer that you play a finals brand of footy. Do you think that's a fair assessment? Well, I think if anything, we've probably just cleaned up our ball use a bit more. I think last yeah, that's a big co- difference. Yeah, I think the last couple of years, everyone acknowledged that Collingwood, you know, last year, I think our greatest losing margin was 30 points or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. But I think everyone acknowledged we gave great effort and we tried our guts out, but yep. we've cleaned it up now so it looks a bit more efficient with, you know, the energy looks more efficient. Yeah, We're not consistently chasing because you hit targets, the game slows down, you kick a goal. Yeah, It allows you to catch your breath and apply probably more pressure, more energy because mm-hmm. you're, Looking after the footy a bit better, so I think that's I think that's probably been the main yep. thing that our our ball skills and execution of decisions have been a lot cleaner. So is it clear to you why your kicking delivery all that is better? Uh, in terms of well, uh, oh, like mid forward connection, yeah, and, and, yeah, even, yeah. And, and even back midfielder, yeah, you know, yeah, with a bit yeah. more speed. But what, what what do you think has well, there think, been a turning point? Well, I think or is some it just I accumulation. Think some, yeah, I think some confidence. Um, you know, obviously winning games in a row, you get some confidence. You know, if we run three on the trot and. Um, also played pretty well against the Giants round two. Yep. Played all right again on the weekend against Richmond. But yep. you know, and then you get personnel like Sam Murray opens the game up differently to anyone that we've had in a while because of his speed and yep. um, Jaden Stevenson. You know, there's some bits of individual brilliance that are, you know, make up for it as well. You know, there was a bit of play last week and it probably just goes unnoticed. But you know, Jaden was sprinting down the right side near the bench, yep. um, and then. He knew that he had someone squeezing him, and he had to, and he just did this little chip kick across his body into Mason Cox. Yep, looked like nothing, but on match day, that's an incredibly tough kick to hit. But yep. so as I've said it before, you know, he's got elite speed, but great decisions. So I think, yeah, a little bit of personnel, confidence, and um, you know, Mason down the line, Rita down the line, are giving us great contests. So we don't feel like we have to always play perfect play. Um, can you tell us a little bit about 
uh, Josh Thomas. Like, I'd be interested if you counted the Collingwood best and fairest results now, how we would go in that. He seems to me to be a very unheralded, unsung performer in this Collingwood team. There's not a lot of talk about him, but he's been quite good. What, and maybe he's added some more balance into that midfield to allow yeah. you and Adam Chalor to sort of do your thing. Is that fair or how do you see it? Yeah, I think he's just he's playing like that really important role, that, that high forward midfield splitting time between the two. And, um, yeah, I think his, his ability just to... Um, be really clean with the footy. He's pretty quick. Generally makes good decisions. Yep. Um, but yeah, and he also knows his game inside out. He knows what he's really good at. He knows his strengths and weaknesses, and he lives sort of within those tram tracks. So um, yeah, but the way he's been playing has been first class. And as you said, it's a guy that probably slips under the radar, but yep. internally, we see the work that he does, and we know how important he is. And um, yeah, his ability to even centre bounce is very good in there. That yep. comes in for us and. Um, yeah, he's travelling really well. And as part of, I suppose, once your forward group starts to click as well, yep. um, you know, guys like Josh, um, who, Reedy, Coxie, when everyone just plays their role, Travi Varco, Ben Crocker, Dugowie, when everyone just plays their, their role, you all shine together. Yep. You, don't, you don't really rely on that one individual bit of brilliance. Yep. What about, um, can you have some fun with this for a moment? In the Richmond game, I did see you sell some candy and I did quite enjoy it. I think I can't remember if you went right or left. But left. But left, okay. So, okay. Cool. Yeah, so Trent Cotchin uh, falls, you sell the dummy him, you balk him, he goes out. <laughs> and then you got another two players inside, you go the other way and, and balk them out. At that, at that moment, like, do you enjoy the game? Do you, do you feel like... Uh, I think when you hit the kick, so the yeah. most important thing in the whole play was the kick to Mason Cox That's hitting right. up. So, yeah. yeah, like when I got it off, I know the bit of play talking about, got off the hands off Brody, yeah. I felt Koch had already like, cause he might he might have been there go-to on the other side. So that's why he's yep. moving so quick. So I thought, well, he's he's too far gone. So, so if I throw, yeah, yeah. So if I throw a little bit, he's going to go because his momentum's going that way. Yep. And then I was going to kick and the other two guys, I think, thought that I was going to kick the last one. So they went. So then I did, did it again. Do you smile in that little... No, nah, because you get more <laughs> nervous the more you try and sell it because you know someone else is coming. Yeah. So I'm thinking, one, two, I better kick this. <laughs> Probably Nankervis was the next one to get me. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and then it's like, I think the, the main thing for me was like, don't just blast away. Yeah. Try and find something and... Execute. Yeah, execute the skill because it, as good as those Bork look, if I just yeah. bomb it away and they mark it, yeah. it doesn't matter. So, yeah, then found <clears throat> Coxie and then, um, yeah, the big fella went back and kicked the point. <laughs> well, we didn't even make a distance, I don't think. I think I have to ground you here. So my other two shining moments for the match was yep. probably about a minute in, Castagna taking a big hanger over SP. That was a yeah, ripper. I actually right. liked that. That was good. It happens time to time, doesn't it? Uh, but the second one was you kicked a set shot, mate. You yes, you went back. Early. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good because so last week at training, me and Jeremy Howe have like coffee bets. Yep. So walk off the track and you'd be like, right, I hit the goalpost. So bang, missed it. And then Howie just went bang, hit the goalpost. So yep. I was in debt five coffees. Yeah. So I got that free kick. Howie ran up to me and goes, if you kick this, you get your coffees back. Yeah. <laughs> Slotted it. Five coffees you in did the back pocket. Ma- you did <laughs> seem happy. Uh, That's 15 bucks. I think the other one was BT. You hold the ball on such an angle that BT, the whole way in, called that you were going to kick a snap. Yeah, I seen that on my tape when I was watching my tape back. It was that top of my mark. I do hold the ball a little bit funny. Um, yeah, just knowing how I kick on a set shot. And he's like, oh, he's going the check side here. So not at one stage was I thinking about the check no. side, but it's just how I, because I hold the ball at the top of the footy yep. and on an angle because when I drop it, I tilt my wrist and drop. So yeah, by the time I kick it, the ball comes back to where it should be. But it's just, I know that if I start with it straight, it probably ends up the other way and it's a banana. So have you reminded Howie about it the instantly? As soon as the game finished, <laughs> squared that away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well done. They, uh, let's quick, quick, uh, Richmond, uh, sorry, but with Richmond, they're, yep. 
really they're in a really good space. Do you reckon we've undersold them? Uh, absolutely. The the brand of footy they play there, um, yeah, they're impressive. You know, they they pressure really well. They understand their roles. Defensively, they're really good. They stack up, um, and they're hungry. You know, they they play such a hungry brand of footy. That high intensity pressure. Um, yeah, and it was. For me personally, playing in it was a ripper game to play in and, and have a crack in them. Are they the team to beat? They're the best team you played so far? Yeah, I think clearly they're acknowledged now, aren't they, as the yep. informed side of the comp. And, yep. um, yeah, it's amazing. What confidence? Mick Moldash used to talk about all the time that the confidence you get from winning a flag and backing it up and then starting the next season well, you know, they they don't they don't think they can get beaten and they don't they don't ever think that you're you know even when we got jumped them and got out to i think one stage you know two goals up yeah so they not once did they panic they just think we'll get this back do you see richmond being very 2011 collingwood um because I, you, I you, of, i've heard I, you yeah, say that you felt, we felt more i felt more invincible in 2011 than yep. I did in 2010 mm. they probably feel the same way mm. i feel like most premiers the next year bounce out of the blocks pretty well start mm-hmm. pretty well so um but yeah they're they're playing really good. Their injury list is, I think they've got one Miniscule. guy. And yeah. yeah, they've got, and he's on his way back. So they're, um, yeah. Fit. Yeah, they're, they're a ripping side in ripping Nick. I think that's mate. Dusty Martin's durability is amazing. I think he's played 78 consecutive games. Yeah. Um, quite extraordinary for the physical, physical punishing uh, he cops each week. Just, it's been spoken a lot about this week. Give us your thoughts on the state of the game. I think we had some Twitter banter the other night where we involved Andrew Bogart and everyone polled in top of me again. Um, so thank you for that, mate. But what are your thoughts on the state of the game? Yeah, well, I hear like the the commentary around like the low scoring, um, the congestion. congestion. I think like and then, and then um, like everyone refers back to the eighties or the seventies or the nineties. Like every era in itself was good for the game, and that's the reason why the game is where it is. So mm-hmm. like you never, for me, I don't understand why you knock other eras or you try and put another era down because it's all so important in where we are now. It's just different. It's just different. And in today's footy, we see every game every weekend. Um, there's two new sides in the comp, so that's diluted the talent pool there. Um, you know, there's there's games in Cairns where you play like round one, Gold Coast, mm-hmm. um, North. It was torrential rain right, and you yeah. it's basically a game of soccer. Yep. You know, all that. And then they go, oh, you know, the scoring's down 20 points yep. on average. It's like, yeah, I just – I think we see – footy's so big now and it's because of what's happened before us that we're in, in this position where the game is huge. But you are going to get some dour games from time to time because you're seeing every single game every weekend. You think we over-scrutinise like If you were to watch two games a weekend and that was it and you just worked on those two games mm-hmm. and you didn't have to watch nine or talk about nine games of footy, you'd yep. walk away thinking it's the, the game's the best shape it's ever been. Like tonight's game's going to be a cracker. Giants. Yep. Um, cats. Yeah, Giants, cats. So it's going to be huge. And then the congestion one, um, I heard a lot of Bucks talk the other day about having prior opportunity as a team prior. Then I heard the Scott brothers talk about how stupid that was. Um, <laughs> I'll let Bucks know that I thought it was silly as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, I think there's, there's, yeah, there's going to be a solution that comes up because I think, um, yeah, it's like the, you know, when someone kicks a point, why can't you kick the ball back in straight away if you want the game to keep flowing? Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to wait for the flag. Mm-hmm. Is it really that important that you have to wait for the flag? Mm-hmm. You know, so that, that there's one thing there that you wouldn't even know has changed, but it's a small little tweak that you could make. Yep. Um, you know, when there's a stoppage, umpire, as soon as the umpire gets there, just throw it up. Go quick. Yeah, don't worry about two, nominating two ruckmen. Or you know who the two ruckmen are. And if they yeah. don't compete, then it's a free kick if you want. You know, just throw it up straight away. Because, yeah, but if there's a stoppage and the whistle goes and I'm 50 metres away, I know that I'll comfortably get there. Yeah. But if they walked in and just threw it up straight away, the game happens a little bit quicker. Yep. You can't get in your structures as easy. So I think there's yep. some pretty easy solutions that That's you might be able to make mm-hmm. that fix it pretty quickly. 
I'm with that's a good suggestion. I'm with Alistair Clarkson. Why don't we pay incorrect disposal anymore? Like no, I think that, I think it sort of bobble out. You know, it was could, it the start of last year? Um, they were tighter on it. The yep. so I think if you tighten that a little bit, yeah. The so I'm not saying it's all the time. Just tighten that a little bit. That yeah. if a guy's had a reasonable chance to get yeah. rid of it, yeah. ping him. Yeah. Don't wait for everyone to get to a stoppage. If there's a ball up, as soon as the umpire's there, yeah. just launch the thing. Yeah. Throw in. If you kick a point, just bring it straight back in. Don't worry about the flag, all yeah. that sort of stuff. And I think that just automatically increases the speed. But then if you increase the speed, you also increase chance of injury. Yeah. So it's sort of like chicken or the egg. Do you want to ro- reduce <laughs> rotation? <laughs> um, oh, I'm not really fast. I've never been one that worries about rotations like when it was unlimited didn't mind it yeah. now that it's 90 don't mind it if it went to 60 don't really care i think it'll get yeah. to 60 but yeah. isn't every rule change that comes in just creates there's always a, yeah there's always a knock-on effect yeah so if it's um yeah if it's this game speeds up more then there's going to be hot, more high collision incidents because guys are going to be fatigued if you drop the rotations um yeah maybe if you drop the rotations the game's going to open up a bit more but yeah, I think there's some easy adjustments, easy tweaks we can make Yeah, um, with that sort of and stuff. And you're against anything revol- radical like zones? Or zones, no. Yeah. no. I still think it's it's partially over-analysis because if you go back to the 70s, 80s and look at how many people would have been covering the game, how many yeah. websites, papers, yeah. TV shows. The conversation needs to be had. Yeah, well, I just yeah, think it's, it, it's a healthy, yeah. it's a healthy yeah. debate for but the it game. Still, it still rotates. Like You don't just have one guy kicking your goals. I could argue that it's it's more exciting seeing midfielders yeah. kick two and three goals a well, game. Well, I think with zones, the, my concern with zones is that like the good sides, the, the bottom sides, like the blowouts will be huge because you're going to open up the game even more and like put young defenders isolate them even more yeah. things like that so mm-hmm. yeah, I was thinking about the other day like the kick-ins happen quicker yep. so soon as soon as you're standing there with the ball if you see that go through a point just get it straight back in yep. um, that, that would speed up the game straight away and then the, the ball up one where you know ball up in the forward 50 umpires there throw it up that would open the clearances up so you'd get more of that sort of the Chris Judd Ben Cousins style grab the ball it's three on three bang out you go yep. find something I think two easy solutions because like imagine zones Oh, free kick, you're not in your zone. Mm. Oh, can, no way. Slow it down. Yeah, 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 I just but think, yeah. As soon as that happens, there's there's so many coaches in clubs now that you just keep finding, like, advantages of each rule. Well, I think that's just sport. You're always going to try and look for a loophole, but I think the game's in a pretty good space. If you just change some minor things, and I think that's this is sort of stuff, instead of waiting to the end of the season, they could be like, all right, as of round eight, you can bring the footy in as soon as you see it's a point, bring it straight back in. Yep. And it just keeps the ball live more. Because that's, that's ultimately what you want. You want the ball to be live. Um, if there's a stoppage, whatever, grab it, throw it up, and there'll be less pairs there, less organisation in front and behind the foot. Yeah, I like it. Hey, uh, before we uh, wrap it up today, what did you think of uh, Joey Ingalls shooting seven three-pointers, 27 points, and getting all in the face of James Harden, one of the big it. NBA superstars? And Dante, Dante Exum played really well too defensively. But, yeah, Joe's been chippy for, since the playoffs have started. He always, always is, but... I think the, the rivalry builds now. You know, you're playing against the same side. You're scouting them so heavily. You can put your homework in. But yeah, he's he's been unbelievable all year. And now now that they're on the big stage, Utah, you can see how important it is to their team. Makes them flow. Um, shooting the PIWS out of it at the moment, isn't he? So um, yeah, it's good. And then Dante because Ricky Rubio went down. He's getting some minutes. Threw down a massive dunk in the last quarter. Yep. Drew a couple of fouls on James Harden. So yep. the Aussie boys are going well. Ben Simmons playing at the moment. Baines is at the moment. So, yeah, we're in a good space. This is a left field run. LeBron's gone off again today. He's 34 years old. You've been playing footy for how long? This is what year? 13. 
Do you take any inspiration from this man doing what he can do, essentially what is meant to be in the twilight or in the final years of his yeah. career? Um, because I'm, been, I'm probably slightly different built to LeBron. We get that. You bit. get that? But yeah. Probably more your Tom Brady style. <laughs> the unathletic, but use the mind. No, yep. you do. You do. You look at athletes. Um, yeah, think why Why at 30, if he's 35 and still playing absolute peak, why? Like I've got levels I need to get to or I can try and get to. It's not – and I've always thought this, but at 30, age is just a number. There's ways I can still get better, still improve. And um, if you lose that at 25, you'll fall out of the system pretty quickly. So yep. you've got to always keep striving to get better. Just because I'm 30 doesn't mean that – I'm as strong as I can be. Can I get quicker? I don't know. But, you know, you've got to work on all these things and you've got to find out. If you if you concede, then I reckon you're starting to get on the other side of the mountain. Has Darcy Moore texted you yet? No, I haven't. He'll be here at 2.30. You reckon he will be? Absolutely. <laughs> or if he's not, I'll see him at the Virgin Lounge. Uh, we've got a couple of questions in through Twitter. Seems we're, we're doing the late pod. Yep. Uh, actually, while we're still on the Cavs, will the Cavs sweep the Raptors? And if so... Yeah, they went up today. Huge. And if so, will uh, they versus Philly or Boston in the East Finals? Yeah, Cavs will... I reckon they'll sweep now because they won the first two in Toronto. They're back home. They need rest before the East Coast Finals. Um, and they'll, they'll play... I reckon they'll play Boston. Yeah, which is... I thought Philly would go all the way, but just watching game one, watching parts of game two, Boston are just very well drilled, very well coached. Um, but yeah, I think that game, that series will go to seven. Without with Kyrie and Haywood's yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we have just one more about uh, after the victory, because obviously Collingwood will win. Uh, after the victory, can the team sing the song in the middle uh, of the ground for something different? Uh, no. We can't sing the song in the middle of the ground. That's usually reserved for premiership. Premiership, yeah. So 2010, one of the highlights after the game, all out barefoot on the ground, sang the song in the circle. So hopefully one time this year I'll do it. Do you like the ground up there? What? Do you like the ground up in Brisbane? Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I love travelling. I don't know why. I've always loved travelling and playing away. Why? I just said I don't know why. Mm. I don't know why, but I just love playing on the just road. Getting away from You're going to face your old mate Hodgie, who you nearly. No, nah, Beamsy. Oh, yeah. Or oh, Beamsy. Beamsy. Yeah. But yeah. the last time you played Hawthorne. Hawthorne. You nearly. Didn't you. Uh, Brisbane. Didn't you nearly box on with Hodgie? No, last there time I played a, Hawthorne. There was a moment. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, a little I mean. moment. It was between him and Taylor Adams, and I that's went in to just separate them. And yeah. um, Hodgie, I think, thought I was Tay <laughs> and just gave me a, a bit of a harder push. He's been. He's, he's yeah. so angry all the time. There was one. Um, Tay. No, you. you. I'm not. You're getting angrier the older you get, no, I reckon. What about right, two mate. two weeks ago, you and um, <coughs> and Stringer? A few words there. Jackie boy. Oh, he kicked a goal and was staring at me and I had to get back to the middle. <laughs> there was no way to get back. I had to sort of go near him <laughs> to get there. You yeah. and Zachy Merritt in the end of that game? <laughs> I knew Zach from the IRS. So we'll just have a chat <laughs> about an the Irish man. series. Just yeah, an yeah. angry, angry man. <laughs> um, just enjoying my footy, mate. Interesting debate about Hodgie. We'll uh, finish up on this about him uh, possibly not being a great pickup uh, for Brisbane this year. I think he's been a sensational pickup. Even if he didn't play a game, he was going to have so much impact on that young oh, group you around the club. Watching some of their stuff throughout the week and um, analysing how they play, yep. how they work off the ball and behind the ball as a defensive unit, you, it's got Luke Hodge written all over it. Yep. So I think they're four or five goals better off this year than they were last year. Mm. And it's... 
there's a very large reason, and that's him. Yeah, certainly covers well for his uh, opponents. Hey, good luck picking up the boys from. I'm not picking up anyone, mate. I'll leave from here, here at two thirty. That's what I mean. We'll leave together. And, Absolutely. And you think you'll, they'll have coffee? Well, hope, hopefully, coffee have, waiting yeah, for you. Hopefully, have four four people in the car. And yeah. There's some coffees there. All right. So uh, there we go. Good luck for Sunday, Thanks, mate. Scotty. Coco, um, great to see you. Good luck at the podcast awards. You're no. going. We, there's a, Did there's we a, win? There's a bit of a story about the podcast awards. Oh, we, uh, the next one. We, we couldn't make it, so right. we are not going to win. Okay. Uh, <laughs> thanks, everyone, for joining us and for listening in. We'll be back Stuff. on the Chuck and Jano show in a fortnight. Thanks for listening.